Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Talking about chicken a la king Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh Potatoes and vegetables With roasted garlic and basil Bikini ziti Granola fruit bar Look at all this beautiful food Guys, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. Guys, today's exciting. Ryan Blaney is our first professional athlete on the podcast. He is a third-generation racer and one of the best NASCAR drivers in the game, constantly in the top 10, mostly in the top five. And just this year, Blaney won in Atlanta, which made all the cast of the Netflix show The Crew go insane. Speaking of which, he has appeared in my show The Crew, and we all hated him because his comedy chops were weirdly better than all of ours, and it made us all feel very insecure. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, uh... Man, yeah, those were good memories. Those... I went up there to New York and meeting you guys with the crew. That was that was a lot of fun. It was very strange because, you know, we're acting with Kevin James, which is intimidating for us as is because he's like, you know, he's Kevin James. And then we have all, you know, these guest stars that are actual NASCAR drivers come in and, and do spots. And no offense to the other guys, but most of them are freaking awful okay (laughs) it's just it's more like fun it's fun to watch them kind of stumble through acting and then you came on and it was like we were all like wait a second is this guy an actor or is he an actual race what is is he like a double for ryan blaney and it was very strange for us that you were so good and i urge everyone to go on netflix and watch ryan's performances because your your subtle comic timing was was creepily good. <laughs> man, I appreciate that. You know, I uh, that was a lot of fun, man. I, I really enjoyed it. You guys were great. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet everybody, and um, you know, I everyone really enjoyed the crew from you know who I've talked to, and uh, you never know, maybe we'll all get the gang back together again. Yeah, sometime. But yeah, I, uh, I that was like an easy job because they're like, yeah, just be yourself, but be more like a jerk. I was like, okay, I guess I could be more of a jerk. Uh, so yeah, that was like, that was just a lot of fun. Pretty laid back. It was a ton of fun, and it was it was very nice to meet you. I mean, you know, I, most of the most of the the people on the show, we've never met NASCAR drivers before, and I mean, a lot of us were new to the sport, and it was so exhilarating to watch. But I remember, like the first, you know, the first NASCAR race that we watched was you know the Indy 500 from last year, which was. There was an insane crash and like there was gasoline and you were involved and everyone, we were all like, we were like, I don't know if we have the stomach for this sport, man. <laughs> this is, it was way yeah. too intense, man. Yeah. You know, it's different. You know, every, every sport, every profession has its unique things about it. Right. I mean, no matter what it is, it doesn't even have to be a sport, but um, yeah, it's, it's just something I grew up. My dad raced for a long time, like my, my grandfather too. So. I just grew up watching racing and enjoying it and, and been really fortunate enough to make a career out of it uh, like my family has done. So 
Um, and it's led to cool opportunities, you know, going to do the crew and some other shows, things like that. Um, but I also love to see how, you know, y'all's work you know, environment is, you know, that, that to me is fascinating kind of getting to see the ins and outs of how a TV show is made, how a movie's made. Um, cause I don't think, cause you know, when, when you're someone just watching at home on TV, you don't understand the amount of people and work and effort that goes in behind the scenes right. to make it happen. And that's what I love seeing that because I kind of compare it to our race shop. Like there's so many people that build a car that you'll never see at the racetrack. Right. Uh, it's a lot more than people realize. So I think that's kind of a cool connection that I've been enjoying uh, getting to learn about y'all's world. And I mean, I can extend the same sentiment because I actually do. I race. I race my car. I have a. I have an 05 Porsche 911. And I do take it to the track once in a while. And, you know, I, I, as intense as it is to watch NASCAR on TV, it doesn't get close to how insane it is to actually race a car. And it's the type of thing where in your head you're like, I don't understand. I'm sitting in a chair the whole time. This isn't going to be taxing. And, like, you get out, you're sweating like crazy, you're, you're mentally drained, your heart... I love that they have the heart rate monitors that you can see as the you're like the yeah. the races are, are like are like going above 200 beats per minute. It's it's insane. Yeah. It's an insane sport. It's kind of I liken it to imagine imagine having to intensely meditate while you're in you know a piece of steel going over 200 miles an hour right right like a couple inches away from another you know piece of steel, huge piece of steel. It's it's an insane amount of mental and physical fortitude that goes into it it is you know it's these races are, are very long you know and and obviously right now in the summer months it's it's hot in there it's like you're sitting in an oven you know we get up to 130 135 inside the race cars and um you know temp wise and that that that'll drain you pretty quick um so uh, it's not only like physically staying in the game but it's like mentally like you know for three four hours how do you focus and stuff like that and I think you just get used to it in time. But yeah, I encourage people, you know, if you haven't been to a NASCAR race, you got you got to see one live in person. Because yeah. On TV, it doesn't do it justice. Um, now, you know, it's a shame we were going to have you all out to a race last year when we were filming or a couple years ago and, and COVID messed that all up. So hopefully we can kind of change that. Yeah, hopefully we'll make that happen for sure. Yeah. And now you got me thinking because you said 135 degrees over many hours. And as someone who cooks, I know that that's enough to cook a brisket right there. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I hope that they cool you down some way. But let's get to your fridge. You sent me your fridge a couple of days ago. I'm going to share the screen now and you guys can see Ryan Blaney's fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. Ryan? So okay, you know, let me let let's okay. just okay. This is this is like such a bachelor fridge. It's <laughs> there is a the thing that can the thing that comes at me first is that you have in the in the door drawer you have an enormous gallon of milk, and right next to it you have about the same size of a bottle of ranch <laughs> dressing. Just these two yeah. huge jugs of ranch and milk right next I'm to I'm a big ranch guy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to buy the, you got to buy it, you know, so it'll last you a while. You know, I go through ranch really quick, so I don't want to keep running to the store. So I'm like, just give me the biggest ranch bottle. So quick story about my fridge. Please. Right now. Too fast. Please some stuff up. So my girlfriend was in town. Yes. And she had some friends over for when we ran the, the 600 the, in Charlotte. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. And so a lot of the stuff in there, they bought. It's usually not that full. 
Like, I don't drink almond milk. That was one of theirs. I'm not an almond milk drinker. Uh, so it's just going to sit in my fridge till it gets old and I throw it out. Uh, like, uh, I don't really actually use creamer in my coffee. I usually just drink it black. Um, the lime, all the cut up limes, that's not mine. That's, they left that in there. So the only thing that's like mine that I get in there is the body armor, the milk. I love pineapple, hummus, and I'm a big egg uh, connoisseur. So a bunch of eggs in there that I, I made. Okay, so you're saying that this, uh, this fridge, which I was saying is like a bachelor fridge because it's not at all stocked. You're saying this is it fully stocked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's usually not this stocked. It's, there's, there's usually a lot more beer in there, but it, it's gone right now. So let's let's get into this because th- this is that does make a lot of sense because this is there's a lot of polarization going on in this fridge. Okay, mm-hmm. first of all, listen, I, that whole story you made up of the girls being over, you don't have to do that. We get that you love almond <laughs> milk. All right, it's all good. No shame. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> um, I told my girlfriend, I'm like, this is gonna sit in my fridge like for months <laughs> because I'm not gonna touch it. So I just need to throw it away because. It's just a, I do like I do like that you don't actually use this coffee mate creamer because I think everyone uses it and it's like it's a, it takes away the flavor of the coffee. You can't even taste the coffee. It tastes like a smoothie after a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, I don't like anything in my coffee. Yeah. Um, it's just sugar creamer. I don't I don't like any of that. I just I just like you said, it takes away flavor and the natural taste of what you're making. Yes. Of the coffee. So, and, and now let's get to body armor. Cause I, I, that's one of your sponsors, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you, is, is this you doing, is this in your contract that I need to have one fridge door is full of body armor? That was actually very natural. And this I, is organic. I, I was like, wow, this is, this is working out great for Dan's podcast. They just have some body armor, uh, in my fridge, but no, that's, they send me so much product man i i go through it like crazy and and give it to friends but yeah that's their new product actually it's got a little caffeine in it okay caffeine, like that's uh their body armor edge is what they call it so that was some new stuff they sent me that i've been not uh, really enjoying now i this is not this is totally just my ignorance here this was not even set up but i don't know much about body armor is it is it more like gatorade or is it more like a monster energy drink like what are they going for it's like a sports hydration drink so yeah it's close to like a it's like a gatorade powerade but it's it's more natural oh, cool. uh, more natural flavors in it no artificial sweeteners um less sugar than gatorade and all that stuff so um I love i've it. been with that company for four years now and and they're growing like crazy man it's it's cool to be a part of that but yeah it's, it's a sports drink i like that because i do feel like most that's that's the thing that turns me off of a lot of those drinks it's like it's literally just you're just like snorting sugar yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a good job of, of cutting back on that. How is it for hangovers? Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> Excellent. and even like while you're, I'll tell you what, a little secret: body armor vodka. I don't drink a lot of vodka, but if you mix those two together, it's it's thumbs up, man. You're <laughs> hydrating and you're getting drunk. It's pretty good. Ah, I mean, Hopefully. it's like good for you. It's good for you to get yeah. drunk on that. All right, so you got your hummus over here. You're a big hummus guy, same. Yeah. Game right. Yeah. I used to think it was nasty, and I, I got older, and I really enjoy it. Now. Yeah, it grows so. on you. Okay, cool. And then what is – so the limes were cut. I'm, I'm imagining the girls were drinking – they were probably drinking this over here, which is the Delma Gay Mezcal, 
which is a wonderful mezcal that you have in the fridge. I was going to give you props for that, but it, was that you or was that the girls? Uh, you know, just for the sake, it was me, all me, you know, <laughs> you give me all props for that. Uh, You're a liar. <laughs> You're I, a liar. I wish I could say it was me. Uh, that's, that's them. I'm a little bit of a wine drinker. I don't really drink white wine. It's more like, I like red wine, but yeah, that was them. So that was good. That's a good bottle though. Maybe I'll Wait, keep that. So this is how I know that that wasn't yours. Cause you don't even know that that's not wine. Oh, it's a champagne. No, it's not that. That's a, it's a mezcal, which is basically a kind of tequila. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no wait hold yeah. on let me tell you what it is because it's actually really great so I, I i'm excited that i get to teach you this i don't know if you're a tequila drinker or not no okay but mezcal is basically what they do is agave is the plant that they make tequila out of right and they okay. distill they distill it and they turn it into tequila what they do for mezcal is they barbecue the plant before they distill it so it has a very smoky flavor it's kind of something in between scotch and tequila and it's awesome it's very delicious and that's actually a very expensive bottle too that bottle there's probably like 125 bucks whoa i got i got gold sitting in my fridge i guess i didn't even know about i should have told you i wish you poured out a full glass like you thought it was a glass (laughs) of white wine (laughs) just like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I might try a little sip of it. We'll see. Yeah, try a little bit. And then yeah, you've got your you've got your fancy pants Vital Farms eggs over here. I like that I like that you splurge on the eggs. I do, man. I eggs are really important to me as getting like, you know, the the, the farm raised ones and like the little bit more natural organic ones. Yeah. Um because at the end of the day, you know, you you think about what an egg is and I'd rather have a pretty, you know, natural egg instead of like a fully weird processed I don't know. So I'm very weird when it comes to eating eggs, and I, that's my favorite kind. Can I tell you something? It's funny because I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll obviously err on the side of natural on most stuff, but like I, I'm not nuts about it. I don't, I don't like go. Uh, there's a lot of way more annoying people than I am. But when it comes to eggs, I feel like it's worth the splurge of a couple extra bucks. One, because it's going to taste a lot better. But two. You think about like what this poor chicken went through between like you know the the cheapy eggs and the and like an egg that's two bucks more. I'm like it's worth the karma, little two bucks more, and I can know that the egg wasn't like trapped in a box. It was walking around, and you know exactly. I yeah. think it's a worthy yeah. it's a worthy expense. But then then on the other side of the spectrum, you've got your fancy organic-y, free range pasture raised eggs, and then you got your your grape Welch's. I know. What? <laughs> I, I, I like Welch, man. Welch is a good. Uh, I'm a big peanut butter and jelly person, and Welch I've liked ever since I was a kid. So it just is like stuck with me. I look. I look. Here's the thing. I, I'm seeing the fridge of someone who, basically, you know, you made it, and you, you in within making it, you still kept true to your roots. You fancified a couple things. You know, you still didn't know that was a bottle of mezcal in there. You know, you're still one of the people. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, at yeah. the same time, you did you did the upgrades that you needed to do without being too pretentious. That's right. Yeah. You know, you got to balance. You got to balance a little bit in the middle. Yeah. Hashtag balance. What is your relationship with with food and restaurants? Because you're you're basically a lot like a comedian in that you're touring a lot. Yeah. And you're on the road a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're on the road a ton, and you know, travel across the country, and um. I love trying new places out, you know, wherever we go, uh, new restaurants, um, new types of food. 
I used to be really picky about what I ate when yeah. I was younger. I would like chicken tenders and fries at any restaurant. Yeah. I think a lot of kids are like that. Yeah. And I really started to venture out like, you know, in my twenties and, and really are like, yeah, I'll try this, try that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, any place we go, you, I try to go to, you know, if we go to Texas, I got to go have like, you know, Texas barbecue or something like that. Or, um, you know, we, we race in Texas this weekend. So I'm going to go to this really good barbecue joint that I know. And, and, but yeah, I just like trying, trying the stuff that's kind of around or new thing. Wait a second. This is very funny because I'm actually doing stand up in Texas this weekend. Where at? Yeah, I'm doing, st- I'm going to be in Austin on Thursday. I'm going to be at Corpus Christi uh, Friday and Saturday. And then on Sunday, I'm going to be in San Antonio. Oh, okay. We, we race in Fort Worth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Sunday. bummer. That would have been so much fun. No, I would have come out. I would have heckled you a little bit. I would have <laughs> not thought it was coming and I would have heckled you. I'd be okay with that. So so <laughs> you you do get free time to go to to local joints when you're out. It's not because when I'm when I'm on the road, it's usually just like it's fast food. Maybe I'll have time for like an interesting lunch, but um yeah. it, I, I don't get to venture out too much. I also imagine you have to be on some sort of diet, no? Um, yeah. Well, like the first part of that, like, yeah, we sometimes have have you know, time to go. Obviously, the last year and a half, you know, has been a little difficult um, because we fly in like the day before a race and we're not really there for very long. Right. Um, but before, you know, we would fly into these places on Thursday and not race till Sunday. We we kind of have some time in between practice or after practices or qualifying to go out and, and find a new place to eat. Um, but as far as the diet goes, man, I, I'm not really on a... I try to eat good. You know, I try to eat pretty decent, but... And it's going to catch up to me one day. I've always said this. My metabolism is so great right now. I don't really have to watch what I eat. Yeah. Uh, but eventually that'll catch up to me one day and I'll be, I'll be in a world of hurt. Yeah, same, man. I'm, I, we're in the same position on that. I'm not willing yeah. to cut anything out just yet. So, you know, talk about it at my eulogy when I die at 45. <laughs> he always said he wasn't going to stop. What, what's the barbecue place in Texas that you like? Oh, I think it's called uh, Crazy Eight. Crazy um, eight, okay. I live, believe this was called. It's, uh, not too far from like Fort Worth. Um, yeah, there's a couple, uh, couple great places. You ever heard of? Uh, there's also a great taco. It's more not really a chain, but there's some of them. It's called Torchy's Tacos. No, down there. Uh, so they actually have one inside the Texas Motor Speedway where we're racing this weekend. So that's like really convenient. Uh, but we raced in Austin a couple weeks ago, Texas, and there was one in downtown Austin, which was cool. Um, so those, those, uh, that barbecue place is great. And then Torchy's tacos is like a go-to for me. Wait, tell me about Torchy's taco. What is the, uh, what is it about the tacos? You know, I, I'm not hundred percent sure what makes them great. Uh, it's just a combination of, uh, you know, you got to start with the, you know, tortilla, right? It's gotta be a good tortilla and stuff like that. And I'm a, I'm a flour tortilla guy. I'm not a corn tortilla guy. Yeah. Uh, so wow. They just—I don't know what they do with that. Are you a corn shots, guy? Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> Are you a corn guy? I mean, look. I think some, some, some tacos might be a little better with corn. Some might be a little better with flour. But uh, if I was trapped on a desert island and I had to bring one tortilla, yeah, it would probably be a flour tortilla as well. Yeah. Uh, but they just—I don't know. They have a good combination of. They do their chicken really good. I like their chicken tacos and their, you know, their sauce and everything. It's just a good combination of stuff. It's hard to kind of break it down if i knew i'd start my own restaurant ryan's tacos and, and just copy their stuff i mean i like the name so let's start there it's got a great name yeah it's got a and good ring good to time, 
I, I suggest it. If it's terrible, you can blame me. But I think it'll be really good. You know, it's funny. I think where you guys all you guys race all over the country, but a lot of the places that you go to are amazing, amazing food places. Like you can, you know, like in the South, especially, you can get all the best barbecue, like in North Carolina or South Carolina. It's funny. The race that we were supposed to go to was in South Carolina, which I was yeah. so excited about. I was like, let's go. We're going to get some of that, you know, the mustard based uh, barbecue. But yeah. the really the bougie foodie in me really wants to go to Sonoma. Yeah, we were just there. Yeah, I know. I I tried to make it there, but I, I but like to go wine tasting and then go watch NASCAR seems like the best of both the, of both worlds for me. I know. Yeah, I, uh, that's you know that's a cool area. Um, I've never I've never really like gone around like the valley and like went to wineries or something because we I've just always we've been busy out there, but. That's something I want to do at some point is go early and kind of check all that stuff out. Yeah. Um, just because I think it's a, it's a really cool area. I mean, there's nothing out there but wineries and a racetrack in the middle of nowhere. It's amazing. It's the best. Yeah. I, I, I highly recommend it. I I love Napa Valley. It's like, uh, yeah, it doesn't get it doesn't get much better for me. Yeah. All right, so Ryan, I am going to get to these questions that I ask every guest towards the middle of the show. Let's start with what is your earliest food memory? Oh, dang, that's tough, man. Uh, I love to say like I can remember all the way back to when I was eating like baby food or something, but I can't remember that far back. You don't uh, have one moment that's uh, that was either traumatizing or enlightening. So okay, there's one good memory I got when I was probably eight, nine years old. And I was, I just got down with a little go-kart race and me and my parents and some friends went out to eat. And I told you before, I only used to order chicken tenders and fries. Yes. Chicken tenders and fries. That's all I used to like. So we go to this place and I'm like, chicken tenders and fries, please. And I guess my mom told the server, like, if he says chicken fingers and fries, which I know he will, tell him you're out. Tell him he's got to get something different. And so the look on my face when the waiter came back and she was like, Hey, we don't have any chicken fingers and fries. I was just devastated. I was like, I'm not eating them. So I think that that, that was my mom trying to push me out of like, get, just eat something different. Um, and so I think I ended up getting like a cheeseburger or something, and that might open the door and uh, trying new things. So I love mom. I love that your first instinct was to go on a hunger strike. Yeah, I was like, not eating. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. <laughs> I'll get some dino nuggets later or something at the house. I don't know. By the way, speaking of chicken tenders, so correct me if I'm wrong, but your your girlfriend is she does she still do Hooters modeling? Yep. Okay. Yep. She's a Hooters model, which I don't really care about that. I'm sure most guys are concerned more about that. What I care about is what are your thoughts on the Hooters wings? Cuz I Hooters think wings. they're actually one of the better fast food chain wings that you can get. I will agree with you. Um I think they are pretty good uh, compared to like, you know, other places that are similar to like, you know, those kind of wings or like a Buffalo Wild Wings or like a wing stop or whatever. Yes. I think the Hooters wings are pretty good. And I've gotten, they've gotten better. I feel like, um, so, and I haven't, I can't tell you the last time I, I ate at a Hooters probably last year, maybe a year and a half ago. Okay. Uh, but, Wait, um, do you go, do you go with your girl? Do you guys get like preferential treatment? No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of the wing. I like, uh, they got the wings, uh, they're like baked wings or something. Or, yeah, I don't know what they do. I think it's like they they bake them, but all but it has that 
it's got a really interesting crisp on it, which yeah. I don't know. I think they're they're amazing wings. Yeah, I, I'm a fan. They do a good job. And, uh, bravo to Hooters for <laughs> stepping up the wing game. Wait, what is it like when you go to a restaurant and they recognize you? Are, are, is it is it annoying for you, or do you prefer it? Do you get do they send a bunch of, of free shit over that maybe you don't want to eat that you now have to eat? How does it work? Um, so this is my problem. It's not a problem, but <laughs> it's it, these are good be, problems. They're good problems. That's been happening uh, that I've embraced. Um, so when I'm at a restaurant, like it, it doesn't really happen around home that much, um, and it's never like the restaurant who recognizes you, right? It's, couple places that are like you know you know the owner or something and you just chit chat but and like on the race weekends um if we go out to eat, if i go out to eat or something you know a bunch of fans are there watching the race so they're out to eat with their families or whatever and it, it's like a really big pet peeve of mine if i don't mind you know taking pictures and stuff like that but if i'm like the middle of eating and you and people come up they're like i hate to do this but can I get a picture? I'm like, you must not have hated me that much if you came up and did it. And so I've gotten to where if that happens, I'll just take a picture with a full mouth of food and like just, just stuffed with food. So like, yeah, there you go. By the so, way, good rule of thumb, any human listening, if you hate doing something, don't do it. If, not, if you really hate it. One. I really hate to do this, but I'm like, oh, but okay. <laughs> but you did it anyway. Well, yeah, kudos to you on your discipline to, to push through the hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. amazing. All right, so what is your death row meal? So let's say you're at a restaurant. Someone comes up to you. They're like, I hate to do this. I want to take a picture. You can't take it anymore. You take your knife and you just start stabbing them. They're dead. You're on death row. Although understandably so, like we all can relate with why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you got one last meal. What's that meal going to be? Oh, man. Um... I want something that I can I can eat for a while. Uh, you just want to postpone postpone the uh, the execution. Uh, I want like a big old um, tomahawk steak. Yes, like a big tomahawk, medium well or medium rare. Sorry, I don't. I'm not a psycho who eats medium well steak or yeah. well done steak. Can't trust. Uh, can't trust those. Like people. medium rare, maybe on the rare side. Bob Evans mashed potatoes. I'm a big Bob Evans mashed potato guy. Whoa, tell me. I've never had. What's the deal with Bob Evans mashed potatoes? You've never had Bob Evans. Oh, my goodness. you got to try it. Really? No, they're, they're, I mean, it's it's like microwave mashed potatoes, right? So okay. they come in a, a container like that big, and you just throw it in the microwave for two and a half minutes, stir it up, throw it in for another minute. And if I ever met Mr. Evans, I'd shake his hand. Like, if you made a good recipe uh, for these instant mashed potatoes, man. Uh, so I want Bob Evans mashed potatoes. And then I'm a big uh, I'm a big broccoli eater. So I want some, like, steamed broccoli. Really? Yeah. Interesting that you went from um, chicken wings and french fries to what is basically the complete opposite for a kid, which is have, having your steamed broccoli. Yeah. it's Isn't it crazy how much your taste buds change? It's insane. You know, as you get older, like... That's nuts to me. I so. it's true. I the older I get, the more I'm into like bitter flavors and like weird sort of s- saltiness and like that's why I think my coffee. I used to put a lot of milk and sugar yeah. in my coffee, and now it's like no, I want to yeah. like I want to just take the beans and squeeze them in my hand until I get juice and yeah. just like <laughs> yeah. I think it's nuts to me. Like I don't, you know, yeah, like you, I like the kind of a more bitter taste. Like 
I remember I hate, I used to hate the smell of coffee growing up because my mom was a big coffee drinker. I used to hate it. Yeah. It made me and now I love, I have to have like a couple cups every day to keep functioning. I know. Same. Man, the Bob Evans, the yeah. Bob instant mashed potatoes. I'm, I'm, I'm not above a good instant mashed potatoes. I will. Hey. <laughs> also, hey. also, I love that it's your last meal on earth and you still want to go with the instant. You're not like, no, give me the artisanal mashed potatoes. You're like, no, no, no. Get a microwave in this prison. We're going to yeah. reheat up some yeah. Bob Evans. Dude, I'm telling you, they're so good. Like, they're great. Mr. Evans, if you are A, alive, and B, a fan of the podcast listening, please yeah. reach out. I don't know if he's alive anymore. I don't know. I don't know how long they've been around, but Bob Evans, the third or fourth, is probably around. So, What is the best high-end meal that you've ever had? Oh, man. Uh, okay, so... I don't know if it's the best one I've ever had. It's definitely not the best meal I've ever had, but it was the most, the most high end meal I've ever had. Yeah. 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 Was, uh, so I was in, um, uh, Santa Monica, I think. No, I don't, uh, oh man, I, I can't remember. Uh, somewhere in California on the, on the beach. Okay. Uh, what's that place? Nobu. Yes. Oh, you were in Nobu Malibu. Malibu. That's where I was. Yeah. I rented a house on the beach and, um, went to Nobu. Uh, with a friend of mine and man, I didn't know anything about Nobu. I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was, I like sushi. And I was like, Oh yeah, cool. Sushi joint. Yada, yada, yada. Right. And I show up in my rental car and like a Ford fusion and I pull up the bulk lot and there's like, <laughs> there's, you know, fucking Bentleys and like everything around. And I'm like, Oh no, this is bad. And I'm in, I'm in like jeans, my cowboy boots, a flannel and like a ball cap. Like, I do not deserve to be in this place. And I didn't understand how they did, you know, the meals there. And I'm looking at the menu, man. And I'm like, 50 bucks for one one piece of a roll? I'm like, this is the craziest thing I've ever... What is this? Like, I'm not used to this. Like, you can get a whole roll for like five bucks in North Carolina. And so that, I got the bill. And I was, part of me, I I just started drinking right when I got there. Because I'm like, I need to have something to get me over this. How much? How many numbers this bill is gonna be? <laughs> but uh, I got the bill. I'm like, holy shit! Like this is ridiculous, man. Uh, so that was definitely the most high end meal I've had. Not the best one. The sushi was okay. It wasn't great. Yeah, uh, but it goes with the name, man. Right? You got the good name, and you can charge whatever you want. It's like a Gucci or whatever. You can got a name. You can charge whatever you want. Hundred percent. Nobu is is super overpriced. I will say the setting, though, of that Malibu, like right on the water, is really yeah. something. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Like the, the place was really nice and the building and the location was prime time, but um, it was not not worth it. I don't think, like, not worth it. Hold on. My favorite part of that story is that the guy who races probably the most. Is it a Mustang that you're driving? Are you you're you're with Ford? Yeah, I'm a Ford guy. Yeah, we run Mustangs in the Cup Series. Yeah, so you, they, they ride me a Ford Fusion. As you 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 drive probably the most souped up Mustang that exists in the world, and yeah. then you get a Ford Fusion, which is completely hey, the other side of the, the of the spectrum. I don't think a Mustang would have fit in to the to the cars that were there. I mean, there was there was pretty. I I knew right when I pulled up, I was like. I'm in the wrong spot. And the worst part was 
I went to the freaking valet and the valet looked at me like I was, they're like, dude, you're in the wrong spot. Like, get the, get the hell out of this place right now. They were like, are you applying for the job of Valet Parker? Is that what you're doing here? <laughs> exactly. Although I'll tell you what Ford would fit in there is the GT. That car is yeah. one of the most stunning, beautiful cars, I think, out there. It is, man. I, I am, I'm kicking myself for not getting one when they came out, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. The news. I, I really thought about getting one and, and, uh, I just didn't pull the trigger, and uh, I'm regretting it because they're amazing. Are they impossible to get now? They're not impossible, um, but I wanted to get like one of the the first year that they came out. You yeah, know, from the last time they made them was like '05, and so like to get one of the first or low low serial number, they were kind of helping the drivers out a little bit. The four drivers like getting them on the list early, and I just didn't jump on it. If I could time travel back, I would do it, but. Um, if you, I think if you try to get one now, they're really, really expensive. Yeah. Because they age well. It's funny because I remember asking you what you drive when you're at home and you have a truck. And I was like, interesting, but it makes complete sense because when my, like, whenever I have chefs on the show, like, I've had chefs that are like some of the best chefs in the world. And when they go home, they literally just have like TV dinners. They don't want to cook. It's the last thing they want to do. And I can imagine the last thing you ever want to do when you're home is like drive fast. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm a very, uh, I'm not a very slow driver on the roads, but I'm not like in a hurry to get anywhere on the roads, you know, because that's a good point you brought up. And, you know, like high end chefs, they TV meals, they, they just don't want to cook, right? Like, I don't want to drive fast. It's my job. I do it. I get paid money to go as fast as I can. I go to jail if I go as fast as I can on the road. So there's the, the risk reward, reward thing to me is not very, uh, not very good. Have you ever had a moment where you're on the road and someone recognizes you and they want to race you and they're being real dicks and your ego is just like, ah, oh, God, I want to put this guy in his place? No, no. Because um, uh, I would totally I do that to you. You should know that I would do that to you if I ever pull up next to you. <laughs> so I, uh, I, ha- I do have a Mustang. I do have a pretty decent Mustang that I drive around every now and then. And uh, pretty souped up, and people love to try to race that thing. Like yeah. if I'm at a red light, I've had a couple of people. They kind of like, you know, what do they do? Rev up or something? Like, oh, well, let's race. <laughs> and I like look at them and I like give them the thumbs up. And then the light turns green and they haul ass, and I just sit there. I just, <laughs> I just, I don't even go. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's go, and I just stay. I love yeah. it. So. Who the hell was Bob Evans? Well, he was kind of an OG foodie who made it. Bob was running a tiny 12-seat diner in rural Ohio in 1948, and he hated the quality of sausage available to him. So he started to slaughter his own pigs and process his own sausages using only the best parts. The sausage business got so popular, he started a sausage factory. When the local restaurants wouldn't buy his sausages, he decided to open up more restaurants. Long story short, the Bob Evans brand, which all got started because a guy didn't like the quality of sausage, is now worth well over a billion dollars. Amazing. Oh, and also apparently they have good microwave mashed potatoes. Okay, back to Ryan. What is the best low-end meal that you've ever had? I think this might be the mashed potatoes. <laughs> I, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Oh, man, uh, the low-end meal. Man, there's this place uh, in Mooresville, close to where I live in North Carolina, mm-hmm. that uh, it's it's called Burrito Loco, and there it's a taco place, a little Mexican taco place, mm-hmm. tiny little tiny little place. And you can get, I actually ate it before the podcast day. I brought it into our race shop. Um, 
they have incredible food from burritos, tacos, whatever. Uh, and it's just super cheap, like a really small place, super cheap, but they make great stuff. Like I like finding stuff like that. I love it. We're going to, uh, we, we, we shout out every restaurant that's mentioned on here. So we'll give them a, oh, a nice perfect. little plug. Awesome. Uh, Burrito Loco. And then what is, do you have a favorite drunk food? So a food to, to eat while you're drunk, end of the night. Yeah. Man, uh, I think it, like uh, a great go-to, you know, is like, my Taco Bell's great. Yes, know? agreed. I think it's that's that's my fave actually. Yeah, Taco. You can't beat Taco Bell. You know, you're you're riding home in the Uber or whatever, and you're like, hey, stop Taco Bell real fast, you <laughs> know? Stop the Taco Bell. Give them give them a few extra bucks. And that's that stuff's great. Um, There's nothing more of a power move and also of a sad move of being in your Uber in the drive-through line, <laughs> just yeah. like making conversation. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, it's so awkward when you have to have like those weird conversations. Like, hey man, you might, and you're trying to process words. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good one. Yes. Cause there's something about they, I don't know. I always forget what the name of it is, but there's like the hard shell one that has the soft shell around the hard shell. Oh. Quesarito or something? Quesarito, gordito. I don't know, man. But that mm. texture difference, the texture contrast yeah. is just yeah. the best. Yeah. So that's a good one. Do you have a favorite hangover cure? You're hungover. Actually, would it be the uh, the drink? Would it be the uh, body armor? Body armor, man. Body armor help you out. Um, but I think, you know, sometimes, see, you have a late night, you wake up, feel like crap. And I always find that, I'm not saying right as I wake up, I do this because this would be bad. But like, you know, later on in the afternoon or the day, maybe crack open a beer. Mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. one and it kind of it kind of helps you out i think i think it helps you out just have that one and then i feel like i'm back i feel a little bit better a little hair of the dog yeah yeah what's your beer what's your uh your beer of choice so i'm a i, I like coors light um you know that's that's a pretty solid one uh i'd say coors light for like a normal one and then i'm a i'm a big guinness fan i mm. love guinness yeah. uh i've been to ireland a few times and it, it made me fall in love with guinness uh, it's it's a whole different drink over there. Yeah, you know, from Ireland to here, it's it. You know, by the time it gets transported over here, it's it tastes way different. It's a delicious, delicious drink, and I think it's one of those things that I always forget about. And then I'll have one on St. Patrick's Day as like a tradition. And whenever I have it, I'm like, man, I forget how good this beer is. Yeah, you can only have like, you know, a few, and it just gets heavy. Yeah, getting drunk on Guinness is tough. That is tough. That is tough. <laughs> you need but, to have a Jameson uh, on the side. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When I went to Ireland, that's all those people drank out there. Yeah. Like, and they, they like it was going ass style. They know. They know a thing or two about drinking there. Yeah. Do you have a favorite celebrity food personality? It could be a celebrity chef. Could be like a, um, you know, a food host. You know. Huh. Besides you. Besides me. Uh, Thank you yeah. very much. I was. That's what I was fishing for. <laughs> um, dude. I know probably a lot of people say that, say this, but uh, Gordon Ramsay is awesome. I love listening to that guy just yell and curse at people, and it's the funniest stuff. I love it. Like, I don't know how you work for that guy. Like, I really don't. You have to be, like, pretty mentally tough to just get shit on by that guy constantly. Um, 
so yeah, I I, uh, I don't really like watch you know cooking shows or stuff like that. But like if I'm on YouTube and that stuff pops up, I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares is my YouTube guilty pleasure too. Like I just. Uh, there's something about him yelling at a poor restaurateur who's like, we can't make any money. And he's like, yeah, because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> They're like, we're trying. We're, we're trying. <laughs> it's the same as like, uh, what's that other show? That Bar Rescue? Yeah. That guy comes in and just yells at him. And like, it's the same, it's the same episode every week. It's great. There's, listen, there's something about a redemption story since the Bible. We just love yeah. a good redemption story. <laughs> and, and yes, Gordon Ramsay is the king of the redemption story because at the end, they love him. And they're like, thank oh, yeah. you so much. There's like such an S&M masochistic thing about it. <laughs> like, thank yeah. you for beating the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah, what, uh, <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. What is your desert island food? Okay, so you're trapped on a desert island. There's one food you're going to have. For the rest of your life, you're never going to get tired of it. What is it going to be? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't have to sustain you on the island. Because some people are like, I'm going to go with coconut water and bananas. Because I'm like, no, no, no. You don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Something that I wouldn't get tired of. Um, you're going to get tired of anything if you have to eat it for the rest of your life. Every day. Yes. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with like, like a steak. Like a filet or something like that. Can't go wrong with that. It's funny because my my thing is what I thought the thing I'd bring on the island is what I thought you'd bring, which is I would bring eggs because there's a lot of variety to eggs. That's true. You can do a lot of different fun things. Yeah. That is pretty that is very true. But yeah, you could it's can, too late. You can't change your answer. I know. Steak. You're eating steak oh. and you're gonna die in one week of high cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Is there a food that you can't stand eating? Something that you hate? Man, oh I uh man, I tried uh, what the hell is it? I tried oysters one time. No. Really? No, no, sir. I hate them. Absolutely hate them. And I like seafood. Like, I love sushi. I love raw fish. I, I love that stuff. I love scallops and, and mussels, things like that. But something about an oyster, I cannot. I cannot do it. <laughs> it's, I mean, how could you not like it? It's like the ocean hawking a loogie in your mouth. Oh, man. I've never, I can't, I'll never forget the first time I tried it. I about spit it all over the table. That was gross. How long ago was this? Uh, this was like three years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So your taste buds have already evolved at this point. If you don't like them, yeah. I don't think you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was already, you know, pretty like I am now. And yeah, I was just not. They're like, you go to you with a cracker. I was like, I don't give up. Okay. Well, let me just, if you can give it one more chance, if you're going to ever give it one more chance, do you guys have a race uh, in New Orleans in, in Louisiana? I'm sure there's a race. No. No? Nothing in Louisiana? Uh, I've been to New Orleans before, but uh, not. no, we don't have a track out there. Okay. Got it. Well, if you ever go out there again, or if you ever go to a Louisiana, New Orleans style restaurant, get an oyster po' boy. It's basically a sandwich. They fry the oyster, they batter and fry the oysters, and they put a bunch of fun hot sauces and this and that on it. It, it it's a way better introduction to oysters than having a, a raw oyster is is jarring yeah. for if you've never had it before. Okay, an oyster okay. po' boy. Po' boy. Okay. It's called P O B O Y. All right, I'll, I'll give, give it another shot. The, give it a the shot. The fry and the oyster piques my interest. I think I, that would be a lot easier. 
you know, to eat. A fried oyster is delicious. I love a fried oyster. Yeah. All right. Here's our last question. This is my favorite question because I have a lot of them. But what is your restaurant pet peeve? Well, I told you one. So one was the people coming up to you and taking pictures of all your mid-meal, which is a great one. Pet peeve. <laughs> oh, man. Obviously, you know, I think one is like if your server is like, you know, if you, if you have a good server, that makes your, that makes your whole restaurant experience great, right? Yes. But it's crazy how you like your restaurant experience, don't matter how good the food is, if you have a bad server who's maybe they're really busy or they're not very into it, that's just like, that's all you talk about, right? Like, yes. oh, our service was terrible. Restaurant's terrible. Even though the food could be the best ever. What do you think makes, what do you think makes a bad server? I don't know, man. I, 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 I've never worked in the restaurant industry, so I don't know, like, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's it's very busy. I mean, my girlfriend has worked in that industry before, and and she tells me it's there's a lot of different things that kind of go on in it. You know, especially if it's very very packed. You know, you're running around and, and trying to yes do that. So I'm not sure what it is uh, that makes you a good, good server, but I think just experience, like, and and a want to be there, and a want to be there. Yes, yeah. Like if you enjoy helping and serving people and stuff like that, then. I think you're going to do a good job. At it. So, by the way, was your girlfriend, was she working at Hooters? Yes. And yeah, did she, she also worked at Hooters, yeah. That must be the, I, I imagine for an attractive woman, it, you must have a very high tolerance for scumbaggery. <laughs> oh, I hear the stories all the time, man. You know, I mean, it's part of it. Me personally, do I like her working at Hooters? No. You know, I mean, what, you don't want your girlfriend you know, doing that, right? Dealing right. with those people all the time. But, you know, it is what it is. It's what she has done for a while, um, as well as, you know, the calendar stuff and the modeling. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it may, I think it makes you her tougher. That's for sure. Well, a hundred percent it does. I was going to say, like, I, I would never have, I would have zero insecurity about my girlfriend ever like cheating on me or anything like that. Cause it's like, she's used to, she's used to just pushing advances away to the side. Oh yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. With yeah. Her. <laughs> yeah, she does a good job, man. So. Yes. Well, you also, I, I'm sure you also have a stomach of steel where you can you can deal with it. Ryan Blaney, you're a hot, sexy man. You 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 know your what you're worth. Hey, man, that's <laughs> the nice thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> I'm sure you hear that on all all the NASCAR podcasts. Ryan Blaney, you're a hot, sexy man, dude. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just on the NASCAR's sexiest man. So. <laughs> Uh, that would be funny if we all did a calendar. That'd be pretty good. Yes, that would be good. Maybe we should do a food calendar. I would be down. I would probably be Mr. February because it's got the least amount of days in the month because I don't know <laughs> how many half-naked pictures of me you want to see. Uh, Ryan, tell tell everyone how they can find you on the socials or when the, the next race that we can watch. On Twitter, I'm just at Blaney, B-L-A-N-E-Y. And then uh, on Instagram, I'm Ryan Blaney. Yeah. Uh, so I... I'm not a huge social person, but uh, you know some of the stuff I put on there. Yeah, hopefully you enjoy it. But yeah, the next race, um, I'm not sure when this will come out, but we run in uh, Fort Worth, Texas this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then next week we go to Nashville, Tennessee. It's our first time in Nashville uh, racing at that track with the Cup Series. It's, oh, uh, no way. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. Have so. you ever had Nashville hot chicken? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have a Nashville hot chicken t-shirt. Oh, actually. awesome. Yeah, I wish I would have wore it today, but I didn't. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to go to Nashville. I love that town. Uh, we should be 
should be a lot of fun. I love it. I love it. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. It's so great to connect with you. And I know a lot of my listeners, this is the first time you're even listening to a NASCAR driver. Uh, and I got to tell you, the sport is so exciting after having gotten into it. And part of the reason I got into it was because I finally had someone to root for. So you guys follow Ryan Blaney, root for him, give him your support, give him your love, and you will, I, I, I promise you, you will love the sport. It's so much fun to watch. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, Dan. You got and, it, bro. Uh, good luck with everything. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. And uh, I will be uh, out in Charlotte in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll hit you up if you want to grab a drink. Yeah, that'd be awesome. If that'd be around. awesome. Man. Awesome, brother. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven and edited by Jordan Aaron. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and the interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really important to us, guys. Please do it. If you want more Green Eggs and Dan action, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. Also, we have a YouTube page where you can actually see me and my guests going through their fridge in addition to other videos. Just type in Green Eggs and Dan in YouTube, like and subscribe please. We need a lot of subscribers on that page. You will really enjoy it. It's a very fun element of the show. truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.